Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Han Talks First. I am Han, the host of this podcast. I am me, and you are you. And today we're talking about Chapter 3 of The Book of Boba Fett, which aired last night. I got some thoughts on this episode, and we're going to break everything down. And if you want to share your thoughts, too, feel free to leave it in the comments. I'll try and get to everyone today. But let's jump into it. You're listening to Han Talks First. First of all, what is there to say about this episode? Well, it gave me heavy vibes of a lot of old content from, let's say, the late 90s, early 2000s. More specifically, Disney television from the late 90s, early 2000s. And I'll explain a little bit better on why I think that later on. But, you know, I thought of things like... uh, Spy Kids, for example, which, by the way, this is a heavy, heavy spoiler review when there's there's really nothing to spoil, <laughs> but we're going to be talking about everything that happens. So if you haven't watched it, see ya, come back later. Um, but it, it reminded me of things like Spy Kids, like Back to the Future 2, and just a bunch of other things that didn't remind me of Star Wars, which is okay because I want them to kind of expand their caliber of how they've made these these shows in the past, but I don't know. I didn't care for this one. I think it was the worst episode so far. And I said that in my initial reaction video that I posted on social media. And for those of you that haven't seen it, I'll kind of explain everything that I mentioned in there. But overall I said, I didn't really care for it. I thought it was a bad episode. I thought you could see, you could tell it almost looked like this was a low budget test footage style of episode. It didn't feel fine-tuned. I thought the writing was kind of bad. I thought the choices and direction were really bad. And I made the mistake of not looking up who the director was before doing this stream. So we'll look it up while we're talking about it. Unless you guys know and you can put it in the chat for me. But I don't know. It, it just it felt awkward at moments. It felt a little cringy. I, I just wasn't a fan of how things were shot and especially the direction. And I will say there were things I loved about it. There were things I loved about it. My favorite part, of course, was the addition of a new character, which was shown as the new Rancor trainer, uh, of course, played by the great Danny Trejo. Let me see if I can find a photo of the man here. Uh, where is he? Here we go. Danny Trejo rolling up with a Rancor transport, acting all badass. Machete himself. I knew Danny Trejo was going to be in this. I didn't know, but I, I kind of figured because he's featured in like every Robert Rodriguez project ever and always makes a cameo. And the cool thing about Danny Trejo, every time he shows up in something that's done by Robert Rodriguez is he's the same character in every single one. He plays the character called Machete and it's kind of like a, an Easter egg or a director's trademark, if you will, similar to how Quentin Tarantino always uses Samuel L. Jackson for his movies. Well, for Robert Rodriguez, it's Danny Trejo. And that made me so damn happy to see. And I was just so thrilled to see him there. But I'll try and get to everything. You know, I'm not going to just jump around and talk about it out of order. I want to be some kind of congruency. So 
we'll break everything down. But first of all, if you are new to the channel, we got a lot of new subscribers recently. Um, but if you're new here and you haven't subscribed, consider doing that because we do a live show every week and tons of other videos and content and things like that that you're not going to want to miss. And we also have it on every podcast app choice available. So if you want to take us on the go, you can do it there too. Now, a special episode that is coming out this week, a very special episode for the audio listeners this week. The, my episode is coming out on my Star Wars Skywalker Saga ranking. This has been the most requested podcast topic I've had ever since I started. Well, it's coming out this Sunday on audio platform, and then the video version will be coming out a little bit later. I will say, though, if you listen to that episode on the audio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever, it's going to be an extended version, and there's going to be tons more commentary on why I picked what I did for my ranking. And then the video version will probably come out a little bit later next week, but it's something to look forward to and something I've had constant requests for as well. But on that note of kind of engaging with the channel, by the way, we are sitting at like 1,818 subscribers now. Whoa, that's amazing. I put out a thank you video and episode on the podcast for thank you for getting us to a thousand subs. And we surpassed it like crazy. We're now 182 subscribers away from 2,000. That's insane. 182. So what are you guys doing? Get down there. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Let's get this thing growing, man. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what happens with it. But again, thank you guys so much. And, you know, your support does not go unnoticed. And I, I thank you so much. Okay. So let's jump into it. And let's discuss... The book of Boba Fett. Ignore this little eight episode thing on the screen here. That's for another project I have, but it creates a nice visual so to, for us to, while we're talking about it. So overall, I mentioned, you know, this is obviously my least favorite and I thought it was a little cringy and I want to explain why I thought parts of it were cringy or not well finished in this edition, this chapter of the book. And a part of that has to do with, of course, the directing. And while I'm talking about it, I'm actually going to look up the director of the book of Boba Fett because I didn't do my research or stick around for the credits. <laughs> but basically, when I posted my initial reaction video, I got a lot of complaints on Twitter, Instagram, etc. from people saying that I am impatient. I, I don't understand good storytelling. I'm wrong. These, these episodes are not filler. You know, I just that claiming I don't, I can't, I can't tolerate slow paced content. And look, I'm all down to have a conversation, but to kind of say that I, I'm an idiot for not liking this episode is, is completely wrong. And to put out examples, like, because I, I don't like the pace of it is just, and saying that I don't like slow paced, slow burn content is also wrong because I, I have a lot of favorite films in my archive of, what I like to watch are slow burns, very slow paced. I like a lot of silent type films. I am a filmmaker. I can appreciate the art in all of its forms, but this is a subjective art form. It's, it's a television series and we're doing a show, an after show talking about it, which means there is something to talk about, which means that not everyone's going to like everything about it. And I don't like everything about it, but that's okay. I'm still excited for the show. And one thing I was telling people that were kind of giving me a hard time on my, my early reaction of this episode was I told them, look, hey, 
this is a it's a weekly show. That's something to add as a positive to it because if something didn't work out for me this week, next week I get another edition of it, which means there's an opportunity for it to get better. And every week after that, and that's a good part about Star Wars television is that it's not just a one sit down, watch it and you're done. We get a new installment every week, which gives us a chance to kind of explore our creativity and build expectation or lessen expectation for next week's episode. I do still like this show. I just think it's kind of struggling a little bit in how it's crafted. And I do think it will get better. So please, I don't want people to take this episode of Han Talks First as a a shit-talking episode, because I do still like the show, okay? But some of the choices made by the direction of this episode I thought were poorly executed. First, let's talk about Boba Fett, Boba Fett himself. Tamara Morrison is a good actor, okay? But I don't think his acting chops in this week's episode were all that impressive or anything to look at. Mostly because of the direction. If you look at situations like when he was talking with the bike gang, okay, who, uh, let's be honest, was essentially Power Rangers (laughs) 2.0. It literally was. And it also reminded me of things like, sorry, my Google got activated. I don't know how. All I said was Power Rangers. I guess Google really likes Power Rangers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Google likes Power Rangers or not. But anyway, their little Vespas, their little speeder bikes, that just took me out of it. I don't know why, you know, it it was too bright and shiny. And it kind of also didn't make narrative sense for the characters that were writing them. Because these are supposed to be poor people, right? Uh, That were, that couldn't afford to buy water. Yet they have these really nice bikes, really nice bikes that look like they're from Coruscant, not from Tatooine. Yet they can't afford water. So they steal it. Now, I don't, I, we don't know. We obviously don't know their story. And I think that's a, another issue with their introduction into this episode was we don't really know anything about them. But leading back into Tamara Morrison and Boba Fett's character choices here, he decides to give them a job. On one hand, he, when uh, the guy from Office Space, the guy from Dodgeball came in, the comedian, when he came in, he was all about wanting to do right by this shop owner and, you know, get him his 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 money owed back and then get a tribute for himself as payment towards helping him out and kind of earning respect of everyone around the community that way. But instead, he decides to go against him and hire these random unknown kids who say they can't afford water, but clearly look as though they can or, you know, just sell your bike or something, you know, do something like that. But he decides to hire them without knowing anything about them to be his protectors or his part of his crew, his army, whatever. I don't know. It just seemed a little off to me. It didn't really make sense. And it didn't really fit Boba Fett's style. You know, speaking of that, that guy that came in, the new the new shop owner, I don't have a photo of him, but you all know who he is. He's the stapler dude from Office Space. Right. What is it with Star Wars television incorporating stand-up comics into the shows? There's so many. Bo Burnham, right? Um, Or not stand-up comics, but just comics in general. Bo Burnham, we have this guy, which I don't know his name. Again, poor researcher here, terrible host. And then, did I say Bo Burnham? I'm sorry, I did not mean Bo Burnham. Who is the... uh, the guy who plays 
Oh my God. If anyone's watching live and you know the name of who I'm talking about, please let me know. <laughs> um, Bill. I, I, anyway. So I just think it's funny that they keep bringing in uh, comics to play some side characters in the show. Okay. I'm looking up the director here now. So chapter three writers, John Favreau, George Lucas. Okay. On IMDb, they don't have the director listed. So I don't know what to say here, but anyway, I want to say it was Robert Rodriguez, not because it was poorly directed, but because Danny Trejo was featured in it. And this really felt like early Robert Rodriguez material. When I mentioned Spy Kids, there was tons of Spy Kids moments in it. The the speeder bike chase scene alone, when they were running through the town of Mos Espa, chasing after that other guy, that um, that orange dude, I can't remember his name, who runs into the pile of fruit. This felt very Spy Kids. And this was another scene that felt very, excuse me, wonky to me. I just couldn't get into it. It, I feel like it just could have been, if anything, edited a little bit nicer. So I'm not talking about pacing, okay? I think the pacing of this episode was fine. I think the dialogue, the editing, the direction, that all could have been improved upon. Now, getting into the things that I do like about it. Of course, the Rancor situation. Last week, we talked about how... They didn't show the rancor down in the prison cell of Boba's palace. And this week we got introduced to a rancor. And it was, of course, a gift from the twins apologizing for sending Chrysanthemum against him to murder him. And then immediately after, the next day, they decided to send him a gift. Again, just something that didn't make sense to me. And, of course, we know it's because it was established that there are Apparently, three different families fighting for control of Diamojo, the ruler of of this area in Tatooine, obviously. One of them is Boba Fett, one of them is the Pike Syndicate, and then the twins, of course, the Huts. And, of course, they're all fighting for this heir to the throne. Very Game of Thrones-esque, if you want to compare it to that, which a lot of people have already, I've noticed. But it's enough to the point that it scared the twins to be like, look, we're out, we're leaving, we can't go up against this. And that was a little weird to me because in the last week's episode, they established the twins as a big threat. Someone you don't want to mess with, someone that you have to ask permission for to kill, okay? And then this episode, they they decide to run away because they're scared. Now, it could be a diversion. It could be a tactic to try and scare Boba Fett to leave leave this area, which is not going to work, I think, because Boba Fett has no fear. But I just thought that was an interesting choice and something that I I don't understand. I don't understand what the narrative is. You know, I get the story. I get what's trying to be set up here, but I don't understand the character choices. I don't really know where they're going with this story. And a lot of my theories from last week have actually been canceled out due to this week's episode, one of which was the Tuscan Raiders. If you guys remember, and if you watched or listened to last week's episode, I had said... I think this is going to lead into a war for the throne and Boba is going to enlist the Tuscans to come and work for him in the fight against the Hutt. Well, we know now that that is not going to happen because the Tuscan Raiders bit the dust or the sand, should I say? (laughs) And this was this, uh, this one actually, this one hit me. This was a good moment, not a good moment that they're dead, but it really affected me. 
you know, he goes back to try and uh, find his people. And then he gets there and all the Tuscans have been slayed. Was it Anakin? I'm kidding. Not just the men, but the women and the children too. Anyway, they all got massacred. And he took the time. He buried them. It was a very sweet moment. And this, this kind of stuff adds to the character development. This kind of stuff shows us the man that he grew to be. I mean, psychologically, physically, of course, ideologically, he has respect. He has goals. He has purpose for what he's going to do after this. And, you know, they take all this time to set up who Boba Fett is. We're now three episodes in and we're still getting backstory, which is fine. It's a common narrative function to parallel current time with past time. But I'm, I'm kind of dumb. I'm kind of over it. You know, I, I want to get back to real time. I want to focus on the story at hand in the moment, as it were, and focus there. But one of the things that kind of pushed that backstory away for me and kind of made it irrelevant was his fight with Chrysanthemum. You know, we know Chrysanthemum comes in, Mr. BK, Mr. Black, which I thought I had a photo for. Here we go. And he comes in, he wakes him up in a bath, the tank and surprises him. He's there to kill him. The hut sent him. He's got those white eyes. He's ready to do some killing, right? And Boba Fett just gets thrown away around like a rag doll, beat to shit, no power. And, of course, I'm not complaining that he didn't have a good fight with him. That's obvious. You can't have that because Boba Fett is without all of his armor, his gear, his weaponry, his protection. So I'm fine with that. But the actual shot choices – the, the choreography and the direction was awkward. He picks him up out of the tank and he holds him. He's obviously supposed to be crushing him because he's, he's really strong, powerful. And, but it just feels like it goes on for a little long and they're just embracing in this weird hug. And those types of moments is what I'm talking about when I say that some of this was kind of wonky and that could just go into an editing choice. It could, but I also think it, it, did, it wasn't clear to the audience that what was happening on screen. Um, I see um, some people are, you know, joining us in the chat here. I want to address them. Hello to you guys. And Brian says that the show is very interesting so far. It is very interesting. And again, you know, I'm, I'm saying a lot of negative things that I didn't like about the show so far, but I, I am enjoying it. I, you know, I am happy that every week we're getting Star Wars. So, I, and I can't wait for next week's episode. Anthony, YouTube fan, welcome. He says, I liked it a lot. It's setting up the dynamics for where the unrest will go once it goes to war. Moochie is back, I hope. Danny being the trainer slash wrangler is great. Yeah, Danny Trejo it was my favorite part of the episode. I love Danny Trejo. I loved him in Machete. I loved him in Machete Kills. And, of course, Spy Kids as Uncle... What was his name? He was Machete in, in Spy Kids, but I can't remember. Was he an uncle or was he just a friend? Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> We're talking about Boba Fett. There was also that cameo of that lady from Mandalorian, which I knew they were going to do. I just knew it. I knew they were going to freaking do that because they like to do background cameos and things like that, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I was just like, really? The whole point of that shot was just to show that lady. Whatever. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it is not a big deal. Um, Boba Fett bonding with Rancor. Rancor. 
I love this. It gave us a little bit more context as to why the previous Rancor we've seen in Star Wars, the one that was in Jabba's palace before, was why that one Rancor trainer was so attached to him. Because apparently, whoever they lay eyes on first as a calf is who they imprint on. And I really like this. And I think we're going to see it go further, maybe even play into this whatever war is about to come to fruition at the end of the series. Boba Fett will ride a Rancor. I think that's been set up, and I think that's going to be really cool. I can't wait. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about this. I love when they bring in animals in Star Wars, even if they're creatures like the Rancor, and just showing us more of how they how they live in the world. You know, one one of the reasons why I love Star Wars Rebels so much is because they did that. They had so much time dedicated to animals, and I think this has to do with Dave Filoni's creative involvement because Dave Filoni is a big animal guy. Of course, he's infamously known for his passion and love of wolves, which is why they were featured at the season four of Star Wars Rebels. But anyway, I love having that dynamic with Boba and the Rancor. And who knows, maybe we'll see him ride it. One of the cool Easter eggs that was dropped was when he mentioned he's ridden things bigger before. I think that was a callback to the holiday special when he rode the Mythosaur uh, in that animated version, the first appearance of Boba Fett, which was really great. And I don't know. There were, again, there were parts I liked about this. Now, I'm actually going to start wrapping up today's episode because um, I have a busy day today. I have a lot to do. But overall, look, I'm looking forward to next week. I, I really am. I still like the show. I like Boba Fett. Another thing we forgot to mention, which I talked about a little bit last week, why is Fennec Shand in this show? Why? Why is she there? She serves no purpose. She really does. I, she, when she talks, she barely speaks. She is just there as a right-hand man. And there, really, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just a, a matter of my disappointment as to, because she was such an important character in The Mandalorian and in The Bad Batch, and I'm just really saddened that she is not included more in this series. I really don't feel like she has anything to do at this moment which is kind of, kind of sad. She's great. You know, Ming-Na Wen is amazing, but I would love to see more. But anyway, I really hope there's a step up in next week's episode. Uh, I would like to see the story really set its foundation next week. If you look at it from an act structure, act one is complete. What we know is Boba Fett wants the throne there are three different families who are fighting for the said throne. One is the Pike Syndicate. The other was the Huts, who claimed to have been leaving Tatooine because of this whole war situation. And then, of course, Boba Fett, who has no army and very low chances of surviving. And it seems like the mayor is backing the Pike Syndicate. Or his hand is being forced by the Pike Syndicate, which is the way I am leaning, because I did think the things the mayor had to say last week were important words. But anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got today, guys. I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, even if you didn't, Hey, we got next week to look forward to and who knows, they might surprise us and we'll really take off next week again, this Sunday, a little bonus episode. I'm releasing my star Wars Skywalker saga ranking video that will be up and live on Amazon, 
Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then it will be up on the YouTube channel a little bit later. But this is my thank you to all of you for helping us get to over a thousand subscribers. That's insane. We hit our first goal. Very excited about it. And thank you to all the new listeners who are joining us today. And hopefully you will come back and join us next week for the Book of Boba Fett Chapter 3 Spoiler Review. And guys, with that all said and done, I'm going to wish you a farewell. Have a good rest of your week. You know, feel free to reach out to me on social media at Han Talks First. And now, my friends, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.